It's time for Travelers 411. Here's one of the 100 most powerful women in travel, Stephanie Abrams. This is an extremely exciting show for me. And this hour is more exciting than I can really explain to you because unlike so many who label themselves travel experts, who for the most part in broadcasting and media are people who have wanderlust, who love to travel, who know how to operate a camera or have reached a point in their lives where they have a professional cameraman or camera person following them about. Um, People who maybe graduated with degrees in in English or communications or broadcasting um, and combined those special talents and skills that they have with their interest in travel. And because they've gone a lot of places, they label themselves travel experts. And regrettably, I often cringe when I hear many of them speaking because They don't have the experience of being inside the travel industry. And far too often they make remarks that are anywhere from incorrect, inaccurate, to actually damaging to the industry because the kinds of things they say, even though they're not particularly accurate, leave an impression about destinations and companies in the travel industry that shouldn't be left. So I'm often flying in with my little Supergirl travel cape uh, to try to correct the information that is going on, you know, out there on the, the airwaves and the internet and really try to explain what is going on and what it all means. And because I come out of the travel industry, and I know so many of you, now in our 19th year on radio, can you imagine that, have been following me since the first minute. Many of you I hear from all the time, including, hello, um, Terry Kramer out there in Arizona. (laughs) Terry's been with me since the very first show on July 7, 2002. Can you imagine? and communicates all the time about what she's heard and why she and her sister, who lives in Bakersfield, California, are going to take that cruise or visit that destination or stay at that hotel or go to this event. I mean, it's just marvelous. And she's not the only one, but she's the one that comes to mind because I hear from her so frequently. And in the course of being in the industry and really understanding how it ticks and what makes it work and you know how you can travel hassle-free, what you can do to avoid all those things you read people write about at places like TripAdvisor or how they were so upset about this or that. And golly, there were such simple solutions to whatever it was that was on their mind that I often bring it to your attention so you don't fall into those traps. And one of the things you can do is work with companies that you can have confidence in who really care about you. And the difference often between one company and another, given that all hotels have rooms, all cruise ships have cabins, (laughs) uh, there are similarities among companies, car rental companies rent cars. The difference often comes down to the caring the talent, the skill, the, comp- the passion, and uh, the knowledge of the people they employ. And it's always wonderful for me 
when I am looking at companies that are sending um, kind of press releases and form letters out by email and they've included me in their mailings, when I stumble on a company I'm not all that familiar with, and when I fall upon a person I have known for more decades than I want to identify. <laughs> and one such event happened this past week. And I have invited on a guest I have known, I think we grew up in the travel industry together, <laughs> a marvelous woman who is with a cruise line that you and I are going to learn about together today because I know so little about it. And we're not going to learn about it from a journalist who took a trip and wrote a story or wrote a book. We're going to learn about it from the people that actually deliver the product and services of this cruise company. And it's a riverboat company. And so if you've never cruised and you've got some strange misconceptions about A, what cruising is, and that's why you haven't cruised, or B, you've never taken a riverboat cruise, then we're going to be focusing on that today. A more intimate, charming, delightful experience that we're going to learn from all about from my good friend for many years who I haven't talked to now in probably two decades, and that's Marilyn Conroy. And we're going to talk with Marilyn Conroy, who is with Riviera River Cruises, right after this. Get motivated by reading the fantastic reviews of Rumors by Stephanie Abrams at Amazon.com. This is the perfect season to snuggle up with a good book, Rumors by Stephanie Abrams. Invite your book club to read it. On the line with me while she is in Florida and I am in County Kerry, Ireland, still waiting to get home, is Marilyn Conroy. I know you, Marilyn, what, 150 years or is it more? <laughs> no, don't, we're not quite that old. <laughs> but, uh, it just I, feels I've that way. I've been in this, uh, this wonderful industry or had the privilege of being in this wonderful industry uh, close to, to 40 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I've known you most of that time, if not That's all right. of that time. That's and right. I, I so appreciate what you said about uh, it, it's not just the company, it's the people that you're dealing with. Because so often, you you know, you have a consumer that uh, will say, well, why don't I just book online? I can book my air online. I can book my hotel online. I can book my cruise online. And what happens when things go wrong? Uh, you can't call the internet up because your flight's been delayed or, you know, you've got a problem in the family and you need to cancel your trip. And quite frankly... I think it's the, the people that are at the helm of these companies that make the companies that much more desirable and that you want to do business with. Without a doubt. Now, let's talk a little bit about your background and history. I think, <laughs> if I'm not incorrect, you were with Kennard Cruise yes. Line when I first met you. That's right. Yes, I started my career at a very, very young age uh, in Cunard. Cunard uh, hired me from the UK to come out and uh, head up their then hotel division. And oh, my gosh. Is that where Sorry? I met you? I remember um, Cunard Hotels. I That's actually right. <laughs> went. There was a woman named Jill or Jillian as well. She came from the UK. Um, right. But in any event... 
I remember going to making a point of visiting some of the hotels, which, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was it Latak? There was there was. Oh a... gosh, you've got a good memory. Yes, that, oh, it honey. was in the Caribbean. We had Latok and Paradise Beach Hotel and the Montego Bay Hotel in Jamaica. Now all of these and Latok was in Saint uh, Lucia. Been no, sold. Was, was yeah, Latok was, was in Saint Lucia. Lucia. It's now Sandals. It's now a Sandals property. How do you like that? Well, you know what's interesting about that, and you know one of the cell phone and home phone numbers that I have, as I have yours. Um, is Butch Stewart, who founded Sandals. Oh, really? yeah, Sandals. Uh, I don't go anywhere <laughs> sure. without Butch's phone number. But in any event, um, I can remember, you, Kennard did some really creative things. A passenger <laughs> could board the, the well, um, let's see, it was the, the was it the Prince of the Kennard Princess and the Kennard Countess, no? Oh yes, now you're now you're going back in history. We we were the ones that created what they call the sail and stay. Because, That's right. Um, once I moved over to the shipping side of the business, we were able to take a, a seven-day Caribbean cruise out of San Juan and split it where people got off in Saint Lucia or Barbados and then got back on. Right. And this kind of sail and stay. Um, concept is actually carried on throughout the years but just with different properties yeah it was wonderful because as i recall um the ship sailed out of san juan and right. so you were already in the deep caribbean and then you sailed for a few days and you could get off in saint lucia or in barbados and you could spend days or a week and the next time the ship came by you got back on the ship and sailed back so you could take right. a one-week cruise and spin it into a two-week vacation that was That's both exactly land right. and it was marvelous you know and by the way i have a memory like an elephant don't tell me anything you want me to forget i catch more people in lies <laughs> but those were marvelous days and i actually sailed you created a monster my darling I sailed with my husband and my children on the Canard Countess. And it was my son's first exposure to cruising. He was six years old. And I felt he was civilized enough to not inflict upon other passengers in a negative way. He was, you know, already a gentleman. And we got on the ship with the children who were then six and ten. And we, w we had second seating dinner because we're all night owls, uh, genetically, going back to my, my mother and my grandfather, all night people. So we had second seating dinner. And the first night, the maitre d' came over and said to me after dinner, when we were about to take the children and um, tuck them in for the night, um, and have Maggie the stewardess, she was a steward on the ship, was going to babysit because she was off duty and she was going to stay in the room with them. And the, the maitre d' said to me, wouldn't you like to send the children to first seating dinner at 6 p.m. or 6.30, something like that? And then as you're coming to dinner, they can go to the first show and then as you're going to the second show, they'll be coming out and you can take them off to bed or, you know, have your steward, Maggie, take them off to the cabin. And I said, I'm not so sure, you know, my son is ready to do that. You know, my daughter was already quite the lady at 10 years old. But he said, oh no, I'm sure he'll rise to the occasion. Well, not only did he rise to the occasion,
But one of the things that drives parents crazy is take a child to a restaurant, have them order an expensive meal, take one bite and say, I hate this, I'm not eating it. And so my son learned to taste things without fear that this was going to cost, you know, break the budget. But by the end of the cruise, he was saying things like, I really like lobster. We're gonna take a quick commercial break and come right back. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. Where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. 
Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. It's Travelers 411. You know, in golfing, they have all those funny sentences or words that finish the sentence that starts, old golfers never die. I think that's true of people in the travel industry. Um, Once you are in the travel industry, you will hear people, as I have heard, and my guest, Marilyn Conroy, who is executive vice president uh, at Riviera River Cruises, and you can check them out at rivieraRiverCruises.com while we're talking. And if you're driving or your hands are busy and it's not a good time to jot something down, know that you can go to sabrams.com, and in the show notes, you'll find Marilyn's name, you'll find uh, Riviera River Cruises, you'll find a link that will take you right to their website so you're not going to lose any of that but you know it's really extraordinary over the decades i have been in as you have been marilyn the travel industry we've heard a lot of grousing moaning complaining this particular era that we are in uh, is not the least of which probably the most of which But you talk to people if you're in the industry and you say, well, are you going to leave? And the answer is generally no. And if they leave, within six months, they are back knocking on doors looking for re-entry because it's, it's an industry that gets in your blood and everybody who is in it is passionate about it as a result. So for those of you listening who think that when you check in at a hotel, nobody really cares whether you're there or not. That is so not true. You might have a tired desk clerk looking back at you, but I'm going to tell you, there are people in that executive office who knock themselves out 26 hours a day, nine days a week. And if you ask them what a vacation is, they don't know. (laughs) They have no clue what a vacation is because whatever they are doing is always on their mind. So how did you arrive at Riviera River Cruises? Well, it's funny. uh, Basically, how you said this business, you know, it, it gets in your skin, under your skin, I should say. And because it is such a time-consuming job, it's certainly not nine to five, you'll find that your social life evolves around the the people that are in the business, you know, the travel advisors, the consumers, et cetera. So these people become your friends. So if you're not in the business, half your social life is gone. So, you know, I had what I thought was a pretty good, you know, career with Kennard and a couple of other uh, companies. And I started my own sales and marketing company. Uh, But the problem was I wasn't being with the people that I was used to being with, like the travel advisors and the direct consumers, because I was doing something slightly different. So then when Riviera River Cruises approached me to launch them or help launch them in North America, they're they're a very well-established company in the UK. They're the largest operator of river cruises in the UK, and they've been in business 36 years. But when they approached me and said, look, would you help launch me in North America? So we took the account on and quite frankly, I just 
fell back so happily into to going to the shows, meeting with the consumers, meeting with the agents, and obviously experiencing the product. Because if I didn't believe in the product, I would certainly never have put, frankly, at the risk of sounding arrogant, put my name behind No, of course it. you wouldn't. So they, they of approached course, me I have to, to stop you right and after there. six months, I said, you know what? I really believe in this. I want to do it full time and make it successful. And and Riviera was really starting to get established in North America when, of course, this uh, situation with COVID affected travel worldwide, not just on the rivers. So that's that's how I got into Riviera um, because they approached me to help launch them in North America. I have to jump in for half a second there because one of the reasons that I was you know, so exhilarated when I got the information about Riviera River Cruises, about which I know nothing. And I'm not embarrassed to say I know nothing because, um, you know, it's new to North America and with so many distractions to deal with, even I, um, just like any average consumer interested in what's going on in the travel industry, you're bombarded by so much sure, that sure. it's very difficult, no matter how, you know, all I do is try to keep up. And can you imagine, you know, how many people don't know about the company because that's not what they do all day. And well, no, so, but not. when I and saw you your name, cruising, you, when, you have to get your brand name out there. But the point is, <laughs> Marilyn... Yes. I don't know. I know this company understood who you are and your value or they wouldn't have approached you to begin with. But I'm going to tell you, whatever their level of appreciation, it's not enough. I have to tell you, if I saw, you know, Joe Schmo's name attached to this company, I wouldn't have reached out to the information that came to me. I saw your name and I knew it once. You would never be associated with anything that wasn't superb. So the, the endorsement that comes with your name is very important. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't leave me. Portions of today's show brought to you by Curacao, offering vacationers cultural experiences wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture. A UNESCO World Heritage City on a southern Caribbean island with coves, beaches, and over 60 dive and snorkeling sites. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. 
Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll-free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop, where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass., where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Rumors, Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Traveling soon? Got questions? Email Stephanie at Stephanie at SABRAMS.com. It's Travel with Stephanie Abrams. It's Travelers 411. I suspect you have been watching so many of the shows where the live shows, where the the host and the guests are in their kitchen, they're in their dining room, they're in their playroom, 
Um, some of them are you know, marvelously gorgeous. There's at least one. I can't believe that's what his den looks like or his playroom <laughs> looks like. It's like, please get a decorator. <laughs> but in any event. Um, yes, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks like Yeah. Well, um, for the last almost five months, uh, the first three weeks of which we were touring around Ireland for the purpose of interviewing people, visiting places, bringing you that content uh, during our journey and stacking up inventory of interesting places and people to share with you once we would get home. And when our flight on March 18th was canceled on March 15th, uh, we and the hotels in Ireland were all closing up rapidly around the 16th. So when we checked out of the hotel we were in on the 16th of March, rather than go to the next two on the list before we were to fly home, I made one phone call and within less than an hour, I'd say, we were sorted out with what's called a self-catering cottage, a wonderful stone farmhouse built in the 1700s in County Antrim, Northern Ireland. A, a wonderful place to visit and to, to locate yourself. Um, and then we needed to move um, for reasons I don't really care to go into right now, but we needed to move. And so we are now in Listowel in County Kerry. And if you uh, go to sabrams.com and put in County Kerry, you'll find lots of uh, interviews and, and stories and blogs and everything about this whole region. We're just, if you're a golfer, you may know Bally Bunyan Golf Course. It's just nine kilometers, it's about what, five miles down the road from where we are in a house where in the prior house, my husband would sit in the dining room and I was in the kitchen. Um, now he's again in the dining area of this big, enormous kitchen, and I am in the echo chamber that is the conservatory, where any time now Colonel Mustard may kill Professor Plum with a lead pipe. But it's all glass and marble floors, and you know I, I'm hoping the echo isn't overpowering you. But in any event, I am thrilled that through the genius of my husband, who is our remote uh, our remote producer, and when we're traveling, he takes care of everything technical. He worked out the system so that we could record people. So my guest, Marilyn Conroy, the executive vice president of sales and marketing for the Riviera River Cruises company, is based in Florida, and we're in County Kerry, Ireland, and. Um, what a wonderful connection we have. So I'm thrilled that we, we can talk today. And uh, if you're just joining us, remember, every show is podcast. Uh, at, you'll find the links to the podcast for 52 weeks at travelers411.com, the interactive side of our family of award-winning websites. The archived audio at sabrams.com, along with the show notes, stays forever. So you can listen again. You can share it with friends. But I just learned, Marilyn, about, I guess, a month ago that not only are we podcast with podcasters I never heard of all over the world, and every major one, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, iTunes, Apple, Apple Radio, FM Player, I mean, name it, we're on it. I stumbled through some, I was looking for something, and I came across podcast.de. 
for dog, E for Edward, which stands for Deutschland, which means it's a German company that is um, in part greatly funded by Verizon. It is a big company. They have the podcast of Travel with Stephanie Abrams going back to when we started podcasting in September of 2012. So if you want to hear podcasts going back forever, <laughs> you'll find it. We apparently have a very big following, uh, not only all over Europe, but particularly German-based. And the show, of course, is in English. So these are all people that are either practicing their English or you know, English speakers, and they're happy to be hearing all the things we're doing. Now, the company you're now associated with, after your long and stellar history in cruising, is Riviera River Cruises. Where are they based? Well, they're a British company. They're based in the UK, but the rivers uh, that they operate on are all, of course, in, in Europe. And we operate a total of 20 different itineraries on 10 European rivers. So regardless of where the company is physically headquartered, uh, we operate all over Europe. And one of the many lovely things about our product is that even though it's not a household name in North America, it certainly is in the UK. Yet. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping to change that for North Yet. America. But um, we have... We boast, actually, we boast the youngest fleet of ships in Europe. We have a total of 13 vessels, and the majority of them are less than three years of age. We lease and operate our vessels through Skilla of Switzerland. And the beauty of leasing your vessels is once they become six years old, five years old, you merely give them back. It's like a car. You don't right. have to refurbish them. So because we're able to do this, we, we get the youngest and the most modern and update fleet of ships. And, and I just have to say this. When I was listening to you talking about uh, the Cunard Countess, which was one of the original Caribbean ships. This was, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Stephanie, but Carnival was hardly in existence back then. But the, the cabins on the Canard Countess were 120 square feet. In those days, Huge. cabin sizes were never a priority because you spent most of the time out on deck. And yet today, on a river cruise where the cabin size is still relatively compact in comparison to some of the ocean liners, but for instance, our, our long ships the smallest cabin we have there on a French balcony is 183 square feet. So just to put, put that into perspective, how the industry has evolved and changed. Well, you know what's funny about talking about that? I'm going to say it was 19, probably 1989. And the company that I was second in command of was about to move from... The, the, the heart of New York City, of Manhattan, to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was a couple of months before we moved. A man came to see me. I can't tell you his name. He worked for some consulting firm. And he was sent out to meet with some key people in the travel industry. And I was one of them. And he walked in with these foam board kind of artist's <laughs> rendering boards. And he had half a dozen hand-painted 
pictures of the cruise ship of the future. And you know that's what they look like today. He thought yeah. that they were yeah. going to that was going to happen in the next five or ten years. It took more like the next thirty years, or yeah. more. But it's but it's incredible were, how years ago we would look at these designs and think that could never happen. Well, yeah, because first they of have. all, it looked like an apartment house on a on a river barge. It was yeah. a straight well, I, up I don't building. Like those types of ships. I'm sorry. I there were I've no always decks. Preferred a more intimate vessel, and uh, that's one of the reasons I think river cruising is is so appealing. No kidding. I couldn't know, agree they, with they you more. more intimate. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, what he was showing me was an apartment house complex on a flatbed barge. And, yeah, I, and I, know exactly I mean, it was like, are you kidding? And, and it was, it looked to me, and I, I remember when I said it to him, the man blanched. I said, you know, a good wind and that thing will topple right over. I mean, it looked so unstable because it looked like, you know, it literally looked like a big skyscraping apartment house on a flatbed barge. And, yeah. and there was no intimacy or charm about it at all. And yet more and more, and no decks, so, you know, where are you going to stroll about? There are no there are no decks at all. But the bottom line is that we started river cruising, I can't tell you how long ago. And it is, there are so many features and benefits just of a river cruise because, especially in Europe, but elsewhere as well, the cities grew up around the ports. So, for instance, when you come in on a big ship into Rome, you're not coming into Rome, you're coming into Sidovecchia, if I'm saying it correctly, because right. I never get it right, and it'll take you forever with the traffic and the distance until you get into Rome. And, and when, you're, when you come in on river ships, uh, the river boats, you're, you're coming into the heart of whatever it is you've come to see. So the well, time between it. you get off that's the ship, it. you get off the ship and you get to the, the areas that are, you know, for sightseeing, for shopping, for, you know, having a, a drink at a sidewalk cafe, it's right there waiting for you. Especially when you're dealing with Europe and your itineraries look tremendous. How many days is the average experience on your riverboat cruises? The, the average experience that we operate are seven days. Now, we do have a couple of 14-day cruises, uh, departures that go all the way through the heart of Europe, for instance, as a 14-day cruise. And we also have some shorter cruises um, at the end of the year for the Christmas markets. But the average cruise length is seven days but you know to, to just get back to your point the, the beauty of a riverboat which are in our case holds 169 guests is that you are able to dock literally downtown step off the boat and you're in the heart of Strasbourg or, or, or wherever it is and that is why river cruising actually has been the fastest growing segment of the travel industry because even the traditional cruisers are looking for new places to go. And because they're used to seeing going to the major cities, like you said, in, in Rome, but they'd have to spend two hours on a bus once they, they get to Chitivecchia, um, here you're docked right downtown and they can see the interior of the countries that they can't normally they can't normally enjoy. But, you know, 
because there are so many riverboats now for the consumers to choose from, and as you alluded to, uh, some of these companies, like I'm going to say it, Viking, were fortunate enough to start out a few years ago advertising on a public broadcast, and you know they were advertising with you know Downton Abbey, so they became very much a household name. But that doesn't mean to say they're the only game out there. Good old Torhagen. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. But if you can be both, God bless you. But one of the things we, we pride ourselves on is the uh, itinerary differentiation. We take what is a standard itinerary and we will adapt it so as to give our clients a more immersive experience so they actually get to see more because we've modified the itineraries um i can give you some examples of those if you like but also we are able to offer because we don't carry that many people for the size of vessel uh we have much oh dear i think we lost you well well i'm gonna jump in here and um, suggest that we take a quick commercial break, pay close attention, people, and take notes on the commercials, and we'll be right back talking more with Marilyn Conroy, who is the Executive Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Riviera River Cruises. Their website is rivierarivercruises.com. And um, when we come back, I wanna find out more about the amenities on board, what the, uh, we know the size of the cabins, uh, what is dining like on board, and find out a little bit more about the itineraries. But no, you can check them out online, rivierarivercruises.com. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. Rumors. Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. 
Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Traveling soon? Got questions? Email Stephanie at Stephanie at S-A-B-R-A-M-S dot com. It's Travel with Stephanie Abrams. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop, where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. Where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll-free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. It's Travelers 411. I, you know, I know already I have to invite Marilyn Conroy, the executive vice president of Riviera River Cruises, to come back and fill us in with some of the blanks of questions that I have that end without an answer. So what I'd love to know from you now, Marilyn, is some insights into the shipboard experience sailing, cruising along the rivers of Europe. 
with Riviera River Cruises. What are the, what is dining like? What are the amenities like? What what can we expect that differentiates Riviera River Cruises from other options? Okay. Well, uh, first and foremost, we are a, a, a re reasonably inclusive product. Uh, we include uh, a very nice shore excursion every single day in every port. Um, we have a choice of alternative restaurants. You have the main dining room. And I want to emphasize here it's open seating, open dining, which means you can come down for breakfast, lunch and dinner anytime during a two hour period. So you don't have to rush down. There's no such thing as first and second sitting. And we also have an alternative restaurant, um, which has like a chef's kitchen or you can dine outside, weather permitting. There is no additional charge to dine here. Now, what we've done is a little bit different. We do not include in the price alcoholic beverages. Um, but if you like, we can sell you a drinks package uh, for unlimited wine, beer, and soft drinks at lunch and dinner. It's only $159 a person for the week. However, we do not make money off of our bar charges. So a superior eight-ounce glass of wine is only three euros. Oh, and wow. that is extremely economical. Are you kidding? You know what? I, no. live, in, I live in Berkshire <laughs> County in western Massachusetts. There is one hotel that I had somebody staying at who came to visit us. I couldn't believe that a fairly average kind of wine cost $15 for a oh, glass yeah. of wine. It's like, are you, listen, I don't drink. I love what you had to say on that, by the way, because well, that, I don't drink. So to including alcohol, drink, it's important. including alcohol, you know, that I'm going to pay for, I'm just subsidizing some other passenger's bill because I don't That's drink exactly at all. That's exactly right. I can get goofy That's... on a Diet Coke. I don't need help. <laughs> So, but but I, I do want to emphasize, which is very important, uh, because we are the relatively new player in North America, we are priced extremely competitively. We are the top of the premium line, but we are less than premium prices. And that's very important because if I do a good job, which I hope to do, those prices are going to be going up. <laughs> so I would encourage you to book uh, now. Uh, we still have, obviously, uh, Christmas markets will be sailing. Uh, we have those for 2020. And, of course, our 2021 season is, is looking pretty bullish. Where do you go with the Christmas markets? We do we do the main rivers of the um, you know, Yuletide markets for the, like, Vienna and Budapest and... Uh, that type of area so we do we do the the main cities and we do those in four or five nights so you can do a pre or a post but the the yuletide markets that we do are available for uh the christmas area and also now we're doing actual christmas and new year's cruises so the rhine and moselle area i got a story for you that i'm going to share off the air that I have okay. been, I have been fantasizing making happen by somebody doing it, and maybe your company is the one that's going to blow the lid off with it. But in any event, I am just thrilled that you are where you are. They are so lucky to have you, and your insights, and your skill, and your knowledge, and your history of, of knowing, you know what what's cooking in the travel industry. It is far too often I hear people talking about things 
that it, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they really they, know. It's very they, they don't very, very know enough. They and don't you know, know enough you have about the industry. People in our industry that are are concerned about getting on a plane when we can and going to and from Europe. I mean, it's it's safer now than it's ever been. I mean, I'm going to be the first one to get on a plane. So are you do. Very <laughs> shortly, you're I be hope. Coming here, and I'm going to be going there. <laughs> well, I would have been on the plane if they didn't keep canceling my flight. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that's that's the thing in the past. But getting getting back to the to the dining, I do want to emphasize one thing because we are a British company. It doesn't mean to say that the food is British, although I think Britain's gotten over that bad rap now. Yeah, for because sure. The, the, Without the a doubt. Crew Without a the doubt. crew are are European because we are staffed by Skiller of Switzerland. Marilyn, we'll talk with you again very soon. We're flying high. It's time for Travelers Four One One. Here's one of the 100 most powerful women in travel, Stephanie Abrams. Well, um, as um, a cousin of mine who listens when she's in Baltimore on one radio station, actually one of two, the AM and FM, and when she's in Florida on another radio station and is always listening, so I hope she's listening today, but... As she would say, you just don't know how it's going to turn out. (laughs) And in speaking with her just a couple of nights ago, with a five-hour time difference between us, because we're still in Ireland, she's wondering about when we're coming back, and so am I. So um, in theory, maybe next week, maybe not. That's the only part that we we have hit this bump in the road now. This is the, let's see, one, two, this will be the third time where we're coming up on this stay is getting extended. We've got to make arrangements to stay longer. And uh, that always creates about three days of chaos, using up all my time sorting out things like Oh, another 30-day car rental contract. <laughs> a place to live. <laughs> Nothing important. But um, I don't know. We may get home yet. I need all of you to pay attention. Really, we cannot do this rugged individualism that built America. We cannot be great pioneers doing our own thing and putting everybody else at risk. It is clear that when we mess around... This virus spreads, and we've got to stamp it out. And I just got from one of my wonderful Facebook friends um, an invitation to sign a petition for the opening of bowling alleys in Michigan. Hi, all y'all in Michigan. You know, my father was born in Michigan. My grandfather loved Michigan. Yeah, so... I have great fondness for all of you folks and feel great attachment. But I, my, my response before signing anything was, would you mind sharing with me the protocols you are using to keep everybody safe who's coming to your bowling alley? 
Are there markers on the floor? I mean, the nice thing is lanes in the alley are kind of distance to begin with, but everybody sits close together. And how are you dealing with that? And what are you doing about sanitizing things? So if somebody's got something on their hands, they roll it down an alley. Are you using that stuff that sanitizes for 30 hours that I hear so much about that the airlines and car rental companies and whatnot are using when they in between passengers? What are you doing? We should know that. It's not just about opening your doors and crowding people in. It's making sure that they are protected while that's happening. And if you can give people confidence that their experience will leave them as healthy after as they were before, interfacing with you and what you offer, that's going to be the number one thing on your marketing program because you can have the greatest place in the world. And if you aren't making it clear that people will leave in the same condition they arrived or better, you have a tougher time getting them to come to, to visit you. And I have to tell you, I am so impressed with certain places in the world. Palace resorts and hotels, I can't get over the unbelievable protocol those people put together. You'll find it in my blog. I re reproduced it all. Go to sabrams.com slash blog. You'll see it all there. If you are in the hotel business or attractions or anything else where you've got people coming and going, have a look at what they put out. It is stellar. It gives me confidence. And you know I won't go anywhere. I don't think I'll come back the same or better. So have a look at that and give people the confidence to come and visit you. In Ireland, I am seeing remarkable rollouts where people are really going to the nth degree to assure that this virus is not going to spread in this country. And yes, there have been cases, but they truly are on top of it. And so we've been here since February 28th. Hello. <laughs> What's today? August 1st? <laughs> All right. So on the highway, and there aren't that many highways in Ireland, but there are the ones you need. And while you're traveling along, there are digital signs that talk about stay two meters apart, which is six foot six, by the way. And just because somebody somewhere wants to make more money crowding people in in America and have reduced it to three feet apart... According to all statistics, that's too close for comfort. But you drive on the on the highways, and the digital signs are reminding you: stay safe, stay distance, st distance from one another, wash your hands. Constant reminders everywhere you go. And because of that, Ireland has now been rolling out week after week the opening of hotels and restaurants and attractions. And this is wonderful. And you can do that when you've got it under control. You can't do that when it's not under control. So we need to get our act together in the U.S. It's a little frightening. But I know you can do it, and I know you will do it. And in preparation for that, and your welcome into Europe, which at the moment is questionable, but that'll turn around, clean up our act. There are places you need to go to. And clearly, you know, I'm so happy here. I'm not sure I really want to leave, but hey, I have a dog waiting for me who I hope still remembers me. Her name is Erin Go Woof. 
And I'm looking forward to seeing Aaron and other key people in my life that I care very much about. But thankfully, you know, they can talk and they can tell me how they are and I'm not worried about them. Wish my dog could talk. That could be good. When I look at her expressions on her face, I speak dog. But I don't speak woof. So, <laughs> regrettably, we can't have a chat. But soon. But I want you to spe pay special note. Because we're talking about places that you need to start thinking about bursting out of your cocoon. And where are you going to go first? And where are you going to go next? And don't leave things on bucket lists. Too many people in the last four or five months have kicked that bucket. They're not going anywhere. They have a list of places they wanted to go to in their lifetime. Too late. And for that, I am truly sorry. And this is the reason that for the first three years of my married life, we had an empty dining room. Because every time we went to buy the dining room furniture, I opted for a trip somewhere instead. Because it was one or the other. Go someplace or buy the dining room set. <laughs> the last uh, generation of that dining room we didn't buy was a trip to Jamaica. <laughs> there were a couple of trips in Europe to Europe in between there as well. But ultimately, we got the dining room set. Once you get it, you have it. But some things you can't go back and do a redo. So now if you have a hankering, an interest, a yearning, a desire, a fuzzy dream about a place you have to visit, now's the time to start planning. And the minute this iron curtain of disease is lifted, you got to get your backfield in motion and start moving. I have no Irish ancestry. Regrettably, neither does my husband, or I'd be working on getting his Irish passport. Worse than that, and we forgive him for it, his father was British. <laughs> his father was from Manchester. <laughs> Shh, we'll forgive him for that. <laughs> but now is the time to start thinking about where you want to go. And you don't have to be Irish to have an interest in all things Irish. As a matter of fact, I am the living standing proponent of that. You have interests in your life, whether they're outdoorsy or indoorsy, whether they are active or they are sedentary, whether they are artistic or they are athletic, or literary or spiritual. You have a creative interest, you will find a trail of whatever your interest is in Ireland. It is a truly remarkable place and small enough that if you have deep pockets, you could carpet the whole island that is Ireland. And yet, with all the nooks and crannies and the indented seashore line, there's a lot of coastline, but one of the things I find, like all countries in the world, Visitors like to hug the seashore. They like to hug the coastline. If Madrid weren't dead center in Spain, I don't think anybody would ever get to Madrid. You know, that's where that's the big hub for everything. If it weren't dead center, uh, you know, there'd be no reason. Most people don't go inland. They hug the seashore. You have no idea what you're missing, especially in Ireland. 
And there are counties in the middle of Ireland between all the coastlines that people either never drive into or just drive through on their way to someplace else. I am here to implore you to visit the Midlands, to visit the interior. And one of those places on the interior is County Monaghan. And it is an extraordinary place with so much to visit. And we did some of that, and we've done it over the years, many, 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 many times. One of my favorite shoe stores is in County Monaghan. Ladies, you want shoes? Shoesella in County Monaghan in Monaghan Town Center. Ah, fabulous store. You wouldn't think it. Small Irish city in the middle of Ireland. A shoe store that you have to go to Rodeo Drive in California for. But we're going to talk with somebody who is up to her neck in tourism, the tourism officer for Monaghan County Council, Dip Nakandra, right after this. show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog. And at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. Where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. 
Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. It's Travelers 411. I have Dimna Kondra on the line with me, live from County Monaghan in Ireland. Dimna Kondra is the tourism officer for Monaghan County Council. And um, we had the pleasure of meeting, I'm going to say it was maybe March 1st. I'm going to say it was March 1st this year. It was the second day we were in Ireland. We hit the ground running at Dublin Airport. And we went immediately to Edgarstown to a new exhibit there that's fabulous. Um, and then we went to another exhibit on the day we landed with my good friend Mark Leslie, who was responsible for the creation of the four exhibits he took us to in two days. Two of them were brand new attractions in County Monaghan. And it was at the Kavanaugh Center that a little group was assembled to meet with me. And if you go back to March radio archives and podcasts for this year, 2020, you'll find the archived audio and you can hear my visits with these various leaders in tourism in County Monaghan. And so it was at that moment that I got the pleasure of meeting Dimna. Thank you for joining us. And by the way, to all of you listening in Berkshire County on WSBS, AM and FM and WBRK um, 97.1 FM and 1340 on the AM dial. Uh, Dipna's last name is Condra, C-O-N-D-R-A. Denny Condren, if you're listening, who put the N on or took the N off and are you guys related? And 
And by the way, in Berkshire County, where we live, William Shirley is a large real estate owner, and he is an Irishman who goes back and forth between Ireland and the U.S. all the time. And the governor of Massachusetts in 1741, and then again later, when our county, um, in our town of Lanesboro, Massachusetts, was founded and then incorporated, he was a, his name was Governor William Shirley, appointed by King George, and a great friend of the lane of the Dutch no not the Dutch the countess not the duchess the count and countess of Lanesboro and that's how my town got named the same roots of as Lanesboro County Longford Ireland that's my only Irish connect well there is another one Dipna I was a leprechaun in a past life so <laughs> that's how it is and you know um I had met somebody in Mayo in Lahardon her name is Dipna, and she's involved with a school of dance there. That's how I got to meet her. And I thought it was a creative Irish name, and it wasn't till last week, just a week ago, after knowing you and the other Dipna for ages, passed a church, St. Dipna's Church. I didn't know that Dipna was a saint. Yes, yes, indeed. And But Dipna is the anglicized version of the name. The Irish name is Davenet or Downet. And then it it became anglicized into Dimna. But yes, she is she is a saint. So I'm sure I carry many of her traits. And what would they be? Um, I believe she was patron saint of mentally ill. So Uh-oh. maybe um, <laughs> what patience are you and to tell understanding. Us? I hope. Sorry. Patience and understanding with oh, people that's a good who thing. are um, yeah undergoing maybe bad experiences or something like that. I, I don't know. Wow. All right. Well, for years, I had the pleasure of doing business with Attracta Linden, who was the vice president of all things important in the U.S. for Dooley Car Rental for years until about 18 months ago, Pat Dooley sold the company, and which is quite regrettable. But in any event, um, I guess he's happy, <laughs> but I'm not. But um, in any event, um, I always thought Attracta Linden's mother was just creative in choosing a name for her until we were driving somewhere. I want to say it was Wicklow, County Wicklow, and there was a St. Attractus Church, and I didn't know that was a, a saint too. So there clearly I am, uh, I am uh, deprived in my understanding of the names of saints categories oh well there's lots of them don't worry you'll discover a lot more when you're here i think yeah no kidding well um just give me briefly how many years are you associated with tourism in county monaghan oh my goodness okay so i started the role here in 2001 so yeah coming up on 20 years now so um it's been very interesting nearly 20 years in the county and living through the second crisis Uh, well actually the third if you throw in or if if you throw in um the financial disaster of 2008 to 2012 you know but welcome to the tourism industry we're always facing a challenge we're going to take a quick break and come back and dive into what there is in County Monaghan, Ireland, that you need to know about and updates. Don't leave me.
portions of today's show brought to you by Curacao, offering vacationers cultural experiences wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture. A UNESCO World Heritage City on a southern Caribbean island with coves, beaches, and over 60 dive and snorkeling sites. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop, where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. 
In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass., where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Rumors. Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Traveling soon? Got questions? Email Stephanie at Stephanie at S-A-B-R-A-M-S dot com. It's Travel with Stephanie Abrams. Stephanie Abrams' travel shows originate from Hotel on North in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, where history meets character, trendy decor, every modern comfort, amenity, and culinary delight wrapped in the vibrant spirit of the hotel's New England roots and the heart of Berkshire County, boasting world-class cultural venues, gorgeous scenery, and a winter wonderland. To book your stay or for more information, visit HotelOnNorth.com. That's HotelOnNorth.com. It's Travelers 411. I am delighted to have on the line with me live from County Monaghan while I am alive from County Kerry. Still in Ireland, yes. And um, happy to be here, by the way. Not so sure I want to leave and planning to come back as soon as I do. <laughs> so I think I have to get our dog, our Springer Spaniel, Aaron Go Woof. Uh, sorted out with the pet scheme where you can now go through the six-month process under observation by your veterinarian um, to do all the documentation so when you you can land in Ireland with your dog or cat or I don't know what other animals they let in but those for sure Uh, but you can land and not have your pet quarantined for six months and this pet scheme works for the Republic of Ireland and the UK, which would, of course, include Northern Ireland. So if you want to come over with your pet, and the way I would do it, since I don't have a dog under seven pounds that you could put in a little crate under the seat in front of you and take on board, um, I either have to have her certified trans trans species. <laughs> She's just a human with a fur condition. <laughs> I like that one. Um, or sale. Uh, one of Canard ship as and it may be two now, but um, the Queen Mary two and I think the Queen Elizabeth two, um, at least one maybe both have kennels on board, and if you're nice to the people who run them, I'm told you can come and hang out a lot, not just during visiting hours to visit your pet in the kennel on board the ship because I would not fly her. So um, yeah. So when Erringo Wolf gets through the pet scheme, you'll know I'm on my way to Ireland and I may not be coming back. Um, but I have on the line Dip Nakondra, the tourism officer from Monaghan County Council in County Monaghan, um, which is filled with unexpected surprises. And uh, not the least of which is Monaghan Town itself and my favorite shoe store in Ireland, Shoezilla. 
Do you know that store, Lipna? I do indeed. Indeed I do. I've been there many a time. Well, when you go in and you see the owner, will you give love from Stephanie Abrams? And she may not remember my name. I left a bloody fortune in that store. I only bought two pairs yeah. of shoes. Um, but they are they are like, you know, Fifth Avenue kind of shoes or Rodeo Drive kind of shoes. The place will dazzle your imagination. And my credit card would not go through because of our our pin and chip. We we don't have a pin. We just have a phony chip that does nothing. And it wasn't, you know, we were used to that, going into stores and not having our credit card work. Not because there's something wrong with the card, but because our system is not compatible with European. And oh, so the woman just took down all the numbers and said, don't worry, it was a Saturday. Don't worry, on Monday I'll deal with the bank and we'll get it done. Take your shoes and enjoy them. Goodbye. Very so, nice. You know, nice yeah, welcome. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know too many owners of stores in America would give you the equivalent of about $500 worth of shoes and or anything else, five cents worth of anything else, and let you just walk out and say, have a good day. I'll deal with it on Monday with the bank. <laughs> okay. So give her my best and tell her I win. she's a great memory and, a, and an enduring story. But aside from Shuzella <laughs> and County Money, and I know you have things at the top of your list because we visited one of your newest attractions on March 1st. So tell me, what's cooking? What's cooking? Well, look, at you came to see us in the Kavanaugh Centre and we were delighted to, to uh, welcome you there. And unfortunately, um, we haven't been able to open since then. So because of, you know, the lockdown situation. So we're very excited to be opening the Kavanaugh Centre on the 20th of July. And with, 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 with restrictions in place in terms of visitor numbers, but the welcome is still there. The welcome will still be very, uh, very strong. And look, at we look forward to getting people in to experience that wonderful, that wonderful, um, to hear about the story of Patrick Kavanaugh and all his works and to enjoy the rural countryside around the area. We have a lovely trail, um, Patrick Kavanaugh Trail. So he wrote about what he saw in nature and a lot of buildings and fields. He was very rooted in the environment. So we have done a trail around the centre, about six kilometres. You can walk it or cycle it. And it's just really nice that you can see the building. You know, he talks about Billy Brennan's barn. There's a dance in Billy Brennan's barn tonight is a quote from one of his poems. So we have a trail around the village of these nice places that, that he talked about. And it's really a wonderful way for people to experience the, the rural village and the rural countryside of South County Monaghan. Okay, so for Americans who don't know Patrick Kavanaugh, and frankly, I didn't know Patrick Kavanaugh until I visited the Patrick Kavanaugh Center in County Monaghan barely, what, four, four and a half months ago, five months ago now. He is, if you took a big pot and you put it on the stove with some chicken broth and some celery and carrots and diced up potatoes and you threw Carl Sandburg and Robert Frost into the pot and then you added to that 
some typical local food product of Ireland, certainly the potatoes would work, you'd come out with Patrick Cavanaugh. Yes, that's he, a really good description, Stephanie, I must say. He, 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 he was of his time and of that village, very rural man, but my God, he had a talent for writing um, poetry about what he saw. He was a farmer poet initially. Um, he wrote about, you know, the fields around him and being in the environment. And, you know, he, he had a lot of universal themes like love and nature and um, peace. And um, he, he, he's a very evocative, he's a very evocative poet. And I think it's a, it's a cultural experience. You don't need to know about him, as you say. It is a cultural experience. And it's also the story of a man who left school at 13, but had the most beautiful turn of phrase and um i think people will will be moved when they come out of it and they will certainly um want to know want to, to read more of his of his work and his poems afterward i believe what was interesting too is that enmeshed in the roots of county monaghan beside the shirley family of which we have a william shirley living where we live when we're actually home in Berkshire County, Massachusetts, you have the entrenchment of the Leslie family and Castle Leslie, which I noted online last week, and I have to ask my friend Mark Leslie about, is now calling itself Monaghan Castle. I thought that was odd. But anyway, um, Mark is the the son of um, one of the last male um, people to live in that castle, the last being Sir John Leslie, better known lovingly as Uncle Jack. You'll find lots of pictures of me with Uncle Jack online, so go to sabrams.com, put in Castle Leslie, put in John Leslie, put in anybody Leslie, and you're going to get all the photos and stories and archived audio, and there's a wonderful... Um, archived radio show in which Uncle Jack told me ghost stories about the ghosts yes. of Norman in Norman's bedroom in Castle Leslie. And he had an aunt who lived somewhere down the road and um, some ghost or woman who haunted that place forever. But in any event, Mark's family, Mark Leslie, um, is rooted in Monaghan and Glasslach, uh, which means Green Lake, um, is a kind of a village. It's a small village, uh, just a couple of minutes drive from Monaghan Town Center, where you'll find Castle Leslie. And he uh, and his company, Martello, um, with his son produced, his son is coming into the business, and his son, Luke, and he worked on the most incredible film that you feel you have when you leave the Monahan the the Patrick Kavanaugh Center, you feel like you've just had an encounter with Patrick Monahan. You met him. He's coming through the door. You can take a photo with him. Um, yeah. it, you're 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 there. And when when I left, I felt like I was leaving an old friend. You know, but Mark did something very similar. It's at it's been at the National Library in Dublin for years. Too many people in Ireland have never seen it. I'm sorry to say. 
but I make sure every visitor to Ireland goes in Dublin to the National Library. And because it's from the Office of Public Works, it is free. And go in and see the Yates exhibit because I had the same experience created, by the way, by Mark and his company, Martello. Um, I had the same experience leaving the Yates exhibit. I felt like I had just had afternoon tea and stayed for cocktails. <laughs> and we had spent hours with my good friend, William B. Yates. And this was the same feeling I had that I was leaving the home of a friend. I entered an attraction at the, at the Patrick Kavanaugh Center and I left the home of a friend. It, it, oh, it, and it happened in no time. I mean, we weren't there all that long. We were there long enough to see it. And it's not like visiting the Louvre. I mean, this isn't a place that's going to wear you out and you're going to be there for 10 hours. So no, just no. Uh, and it, it, no, it is a wonderful experience. And, you know, it's it's quite near. Um, you know, when people are in the area looking, putting on my tourism officer hat, I mean, you've mentioned some, um, you've mentioned the village of Glasslock there in the county as well, which is so worth a visit. Apart from, you know, the Leslie Estate itself, which is which is a beautiful, um, you know, accommodation and restaurant, uh, you know, and, and can be enjoyed in its own right. But the village itself, it's a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful, we call them is a state villages so a village that that grew up uh, that was built around the estate so so that the people in the village worked in the estate but it's just a very quaint really beautiful village and you know we we, we have um we tell the story people can download the app and walk around the village and we tell the story of of um it was right on the border. It was a border village. So when the when the border closed and 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 um, the village was kind of disconnected from from Northern Ireland, there was lots of stories of smuggling and all that. So it's a really evocative story, and that's well worth a visit when you're in Monaghan. And I also have to mention another one, and I know you visited it as well, um, Stephanie. It's the Carrickmacross Workhouse, which is very near the Cavanagh Centre. Well, let's and- uh, take a quick break, and when we come right back. And because the Carrick Macross Workhouse um, is is quite a story of evolution. Today, you know, it's one of those bittersweet stories. Today, it is used by the community for such positive purposes. But that wasn't always the case in terms of that building. And the, the memorializing of that dark period would be, I would say, parallel to memorializing in some museum setting the dark period of the Civil War by putting Civil War monuments in one place where people could understand a period of time, its purpose, what happened, and why we wouldn't want to repeat that, but we certainly wouldn't want to forget it. We'll be right back. Don't leave me. Portions of today's show brought to you by Curacao, offering vacationers cultural experiences wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture. A UNESCO World Heritage City on a southern Caribbean island with coves, beaches, and over 60 dive and snorkeling sites. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com.
Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. Rumors, Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Traveling soon? Got questions? Email Stephanie at Stephanie at S-A-B-R-A-M-S dot com. It's Travel with Stephanie Abrams. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop, where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass., where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. 
Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll-free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. It's Travelers 411. I am thrilled to have Dipna Condra, tourism officer from Monaghan County Council in County Monaghan, Ireland, on the line with me. On the day that we visited, March 1st, in addition to visiting the Kavanaugh Center, a living memorial uh, and living experience that you will never forget, it, it is just so outstanding. Um, and typical of things that go on in Ireland, because I am always, as they like to say here, gobsmacked by approaching something that looks like the outside of an amethyst in the forest. You know what the outside of an, a raw amethyst looks like? It looks like rusty Brillo almost. It's this gray, craggy rock that doesn't look like a whole lot. But if you happen to be walking along and you kicked it over and it was broken open, you'd find this glittering, dazzling, purple, grape-colored stone. And if the sun were shining on it, it would just dazzle your imagination as well as your eyes. And you find this all over Ireland, where you approach generally some old building, and it doesn't have a lot always to say on the outside. Sometimes it's a new build, and sometimes quite a dramatic new build. But it's when you open the door and step inside that you find the dazzling gemstone. And this is true um, not only all over Ireland, but in particular in County Monaghan, particularly with two new exhibits attractions that have opened. Um, one of them we've just talked about in the last segment, and that's the Patrick Cavanaugh Center. And the other that we visited on March 1st also created um, under the auspices, the display created under the auspices of Martello, uh, Mark Leslie's company, was the uh, Carrick Macross Workhouse. Explain for us, Dimpto, what this workhouse was and when it would have been in full operation. Okay, so look, the workhouse in essence was um, a prison for the poor, basically. So, um, you know, during the um, mid 19th century, 1830s in Ireland, um, the, a series of workhouses were built to feed people 
um, when when they experience very difficult times. And a, a lot of people, unfortunately, experience difficult times in that period. But it really, it really um, um, got most use during the famine years. So in the 1840s in Ireland. And unfortunately, people who never thought they would end up in a, in a workhouse, you know, they may have been relatively... Um, okay in terms of having a house having some cattle having a, you know a pig or so so they wouldn't have been on the bread line so to speak so they thought they would be okay but because the potato blight um failed uh, a number of years they ended up horror of horrors in this prison for the poor and i suppose the victorian sentiment was that you get you don't get something for nothing. So they went in there and they had to work, hence the name, you know, workhouse. But it it was it's a story that, you know, there are workhouses all around Ireland, but this one has been converted, you know, a number of years ago um, into, it, it's for use of the local community. So there's a number of community organisations in there. But what we're doing now is, and again, we'll be opening this shortly, just because of lockdown, we, we're, we're behind schedule. But what what we're doing here is, uh, uh, I suppose, giving visitors an idea of what the workhouses were about, how people ended up in there, what was life like and what the outcome was for some people who went in there. So we have done, I think, um, and again, as you mentioned, Mark Leslie and Martello are, are on board for this, and they have done the most evocative emotional story of a family we, we we tell the story of a family who went into the workhouse and and what um what happened to them and it's done um primarily in uh the children's dormitory which which is just a a bare room as it was back in the day very very bare very austere um, and because it is a protected structure, we didn't want to do anything onto the walls or to uh, uh, have any impact on the fabric of the building. So it is a projection um, done via animation, which I think really, really um, puts people back in the shoes of a family in Ireland at that time. And my God, does it pack an emotional punch. Oh, indeed it does. Well, thank you so much for joining us this hour. Stay with me, everybody. This is Stephanie Abrams, and we're flying high. It's time for Travelers 411. Here's one of the 100 most powerful women in travel, Stephanie Abrams. Well, thank you for joining us this hour. And if you're just joining us this hour, you've missed a lot. So I'm going to direct you to sabrams.com for the archived audio. And you'll find photos and stories at my blog. And Archived audio is uh, forever and ever. Once we uh, interview somebody, once, once a show is broadcast... Within 72 hours, you will find it without commercials at our archive site. So go to sabrams.com and you'll find the last two to three months of shows featured on the homepage. For anything else in the search box, 
do a word search for the destination, the attraction, the hotel, the brand, the person. Uh, and if we've ever talked about it, you're going to find the archived audio. Take yourself over to travelers411.com. You'll find a link at the top left-hand corner of the website, homepage at sabrams.com. At travelers411.com, why don't you click on register, give yourself a username and password, which will allow you to write in our forums. It'll allow you to respond because this is the interactive side of our family of award-winning websites. And there you'll find our member photos where our guests have uploaded photos related to whatever it is we've been talking about. You'll find our directories. We create a directory for every guest. A little bit about the guests, what they're talking about, link to the relevant websites associated with that guest. All of that is in our directories. And take a look at forums broken down by regions of the world, countries, states, provinces, you'll find it all. And there, if you have a question, you can post your question. In fact, if you scroll all the way down through forums, once you click on forums, somewhere buried down that list, you're going to come to a forum called Ask Stephanie. Um, I have to admit with some embarrassment, I have never truly been completely on top of getting back to people, but I do my very best in my crazy busy world to answer your questions personally. So when you ask Stephanie, there's a good chance you're going to get an answer from me. If I don't know the answer, I don't guess. And I don't ask somebody who knows something about something about something. I go to the people at the place, whether it's an attraction, a supplier in the travel industry, a destination. I go to the key leaders associated with the question. If I don't have the answer and I don't feel confident I'm giving you a complete up-to-date answer, I'll get you the answer from the horse's mouth. So um, we were talking today about the Patrick Cavanaugh Center and other things to see and do in County Monaghan, Ireland, by telephone, as we are now in Listowel in County Kerry. And you know, I interviewed a woman about a year, oh, more than a year ago now. I'm going to say it's about a year and a half ago. She is the driving force at the uh, American Irish Museum, Heritage Museum. I don't remember the exact name. You'll find it if you go online. You'll find it if you go to sarooms.com or travelers411.com. Put in American Irish Museum, Albany. In Albany, New York, there is such a museum. I haven't been there yet. I live when I am living on my side of the ocean in the U.S. It's 29 miles from where I live. There's no excuse for why I haven't. Actually, we did get there. But I didn't get there to see the museum. And I never saw the museum. I was only in their big function room because Derek Warfield and the young Wolf Tones and Derek and uh, Damaris Woods are great friends. And they, with the young Wolf Tones, were performing in Albany, New York at this American Irish Heritage Museum. And we went to be there as part of that merry band of people enjoying listening to the wonderful sound that group puts out. 
and the wonderful messaging associated with their work. So I actually did get there. But in interviewing the woman by telephone, Elizabeth Stack, who heads up that attraction in Albany, New York, she made a comment about being from County Kerry. And when I went through the wear and Kerry routine, she told me she was from Listowel. And um, I told her that we had been to Listowel because Jimmy Dinahan, a local celebrity, both from his athletic career and his about three decades in Irish government, spearheaded the opening of a marvelous attraction called the Lartigue Monorail and Train Museum in Listowel. And she said, well, that's where I'm from, from. And um, yes, of course, I would know uh, Jimmy. My family would know him, whatever. And of course, when I mentioned the Jimmy, he knew Elizabeth. Before I even got to her name, he said, oh, Elizabeth Stack. Sure, I know her and her family. <laughs> but he knows everybody, so. I have a few friends in Ireland. They truly know everybody in the world. Anytime I need something, I call them. Mark Leslie's another one. Call him. Get all the information you need. And Mark Leslie is part of the family that owns Castle Leslie in County Monaghan, um, where we're going to be talking this hour more in depth about a place that I found one of those touching, memorable experiences that you carry with you and that was my visit to the Patrick Cavanaugh Center a visit to a place about a man I knew nothing about knew nothing about him I never even heard of Patrick Cavanaugh have you if you have you're probably a Irish B maybe your family traces itself to Ireland C your um, literary scholar um, or Maybe you're just better educated than I am, but I didn't know who Patrick Cavanaugh was. And when I left this small, intimate setting, I felt that I had left the home of a lifelong friend because I not only learned so much about the man and his work, but I learned about him as an insightful person. And it was an extraordinary experience that didn't take all that long to is an investment of time or energy because it's easy to get around. It's not like visiting the museum of the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City or the British Museum in London or the Louvre in Paris where you come out crawling on all fours, panting for breath and dying for a big glass of water. So no, this doesn't take you, sap you of your energy and if anything, You'll leave the Patrick Cavanaugh Center feeling rejuvenated and very much alive. And so I'm going to take you off to talk with Darren McCreish, who recently became the manager of the Patrick Cavanaugh Center. We visited there on March 1st this year, 2020, and thinking we we're going home on March 18th, which didn't happen and we're still in Ireland, people. We should be home soon, maybe. And we're going to talk about that and the Kavanaugh Center right after this. Mm -hmm. 
portions of today's show brought to you by Curacao, offering vacationers cultural experiences wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture, a UNESCO World Heritage City on a southern Caribbean island with coves, beaches, and over 60 dive and snorkeling sites. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com. Well, I am delighted to have on the line Darren McCreesh, manager of the Patrick Cavanaugh Center in County Monaghan, Ireland. And if you missed the segment in which I talked with Dipna Conra, the um, tourism uh, manager for uh, Monaghan County, um, ladies, Monaghan's a town is a place you've got to go and make sure you go to the shoe store, Shoezilla, even if you don't buy anything. It will set your mind to singing when you see the shoes there. And I don't know how any woman walks in there and doesn't walk out with a pair of shoes. At least one, anyway. The place is amazing. In Monaghan, in the middle of Ireland, a place, the last place you'd expect to find such unbelievable, iconic, fashionable, trendy, gorgeous shoes like you would only see maybe on Fifth Avenue or on Rodeo Drive or maybe on Worth Avenue in Florida. I mean, there are certain streets where you expect to find amazing things. I don't know if anybody thinks about Monaghan and fashion in the same sentence, but get your bones there, people. Just for that alone, it's worth the trip. So talk to me, Darren. Thanks for joining us and making time for us today. I'm, I'm delighted to be uh, on the program, uh, Stephanie, and uh, it's lovely, lovely to meet you. And it's great to get the opportunity to talk about um, the Patrick Cavanaugh Centre uh, and visitor experience, in, which is in the heart of, of County Monaghan, uh, in the northeast of, of, of Ireland. And it's a centre that's dedicated to the, uh, the life and work of Patrick Cavanaugh, one of our most beloved uh, poets. Um, who, um, who really had a, had a gift for describing uh, universal and in, in very simple and accessible language. Yeah, as I said to Dipna Kanra, um, the work of Kavanaugh, with which I was completely unfamiliar, um, but felt like an expert on the subject when I walked out because of the quality of the exhibit whose creation was overseen by my very good friend Mark Leslie, who once again took us by our little hands and led us to his, his newest achievements um, with his company Martello. Kavanaugh's work reminds me of standing at the intersection of a collision between Robert Frost and Carl Sandburg. There is that same sense of insightfulness and clarity and simplicity that evokes images and emotions in so few words. Stephanie Abrams, live from Listowel, which I finally learned how to pronounce, in County Kerry, Ireland. They'll leave. Movie 
show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. Where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. 
It's Travelers 411. Well, I'm in Listowel in County Kerry, Ireland, still in Ireland, um, and starting to feel a little sense of tugging at my heartstrings because I think we are nearing departure from Ireland and frankly I'm not all that happy about leaving but um, I have on the line with me Darren McCreesh he is newly installed as the manager of the Patrick Cavanaugh Center in County Monaghan Ireland and was not yet on board when we were up there in March. And um, so I'm happy to meet you at least by telephone. Let's talk about you, Darren. What were you doing before you arrived at the Patrick Cavanaugh Center? So my background, Stephanie, um, I'm, a, I'm an arts man- manager. And I was working in a venue in a theater space in in Monaghan as well, a place called Intus. And... Uh, where we would host, uh, we they, they hosted various theatre and shows, music events, uh, featuring guests like uh, Christy Moore and, and you know, uh, promoting the very best of, of local stage schools and local um, local amateur productions. And, and typically, like even though it was a, it's a small rural area, you you'd still have about twenty five thousand visitors every year for shows. Um, so it was very much an, an, an active part of the of the kind of the arts and cultural landscape in in in, in Monaghan, and and I had a particular interest in in developing exhibitions um, and looking at uh, our cultural history. Um, um, one one particular exhibition, which is actually opening uh, next week um, in the market house in in, in Monaghan town, uh, is an exhibition of street photography from 120 years ago by a chap called JJ Clark. So I, I have a particular interest in cultural history, in those artists that that kind of help help explain who we are, in the context of the of the um, of the culture that they they grew up in. So, for me, the opportunity to come and work with uh, the Patrick Cavanaugh Centre was, was it was just it was I felt it was an amazing opportunity, and I could I could really apply a lot of my own thinking around uh, cultural cultural um, identity and and the arts. Uh, in the context of, of the Cabinet Centre. And as well as being a visitor experience, there's also a, a live performance space. So the idea is that throughout the year, we would host um, various events from one-man theatre shows to folk music events, tapping into into into, into the legacy of, of Cabinet's. Um, Cabinet famously wrote, wrote the lyrics for um, one of Ireland's most favourite um, folk songs, Rag and Road. Uh, which was made popular by the Dubliners and Luke Kelly, um, and we we'd be looking to maybe develop some 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 shows like that, um, and also literary events, so talks around around literature and and art and ideas. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Ireland has a long and rich history of um, of uh, literature, from Joyce Beckett, Kavanagh, Yeats, um, right up to, to to the contemporary times with uh, the likes of Colin Tobin, who, who wrote. Brooklyn and the most recent um, sensation, uh, Normal People by, by Sally Rooney. So, so we will we will we'll be looking at, at kind of providing a platform and um, tapping into Cavanaugh's legacy as, as a poet uh, for contemporary literary literary experiences. So, um, do you think you'll actually get the Dubliners to come and perform? They're getting a little rickety old, no? 
Yeah, well, they're, they're, sadly, only one of the Dubliners is still alive, uh, John Sheehan. Um, he played the fiddle. Uh, mo- most of the Dubliners have, have, have passed away, but, but certainly there are um, there are definitely um, acts that have followed in the in the wake of the Dubliners, such as um, Imelda May, Damien Dempsey, um, and and John Sheehan, who has connections with Monaghan and, and is an original Dubliner. Um, we we would like to think that at some point he might come up and, and give us give us a wee a wee you know, we a um, we session at, at at some point, but I'm going to say I'm going to say it's eight or ten years ago. I, I'd have to sit down with the calendar and figure out exactly when. But Paul Fitzpatrick still owns three hotels in Dublin, and we were in Dublin New Year's Eve, and he got us fast passed to um, that stage they set up that's right by Trinity College and. So we were right at the rail that they put up, the little barricade. They make a little space for security between the people and the stage. Um, and we got there early, like 6 or 7 in the evening. And um, by, by the time 10 or 11 o'clock at night came around on New Year's Eve, there were 25,000 people behind us in the streets. And so after midnight, when I wanted to leave... We couldn't leave till 1.30 in the morning because there was no way to get out. But the Dubliners were performing, and Imelda May, who's the daughter of one of them, performed. And that was a night to remember. We'll be right back. Don't leave me. Portions of today's show brought to you by Curacao, offering vacationers cultural experiences wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture, a UNESCO World Heritage City on a southern Caribbean island with coves, beaches, and over 60 dive and snorkeling sites. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call one 487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. 
let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop, where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass., where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Rumors, Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Traveling soon? Got questions? Email Stephanie at Stephanie at SABRAMS.com. It's Travel with Stephanie Abrams. Buckle your seatbelt and tune in to Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast-to-coast weekly on Sundays in the 5 p.m. Eastern time slot. For a list of cities and stations where Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams will air, visit Stephanie's blog at sabrams.com blog and biztv.com. If you're traveling, check local listings in cities including New York, Boston, Miami, Atlanta, Tampa, Orlando, Houston, Dallas, Las Vegas, Nashville, Los Angeles, and more. It's Travelers 411. I have on the line with me Darren McCreesh, manager of the Patrick Cavanaugh Center in County Mount Monaghan, Ireland. And we were just talking about how this living, breathing museum attraction, I hate to call it a museum, center is a good word. It, it's an exhibition, really. Um, it's a monument to... Uh, the memory and the living living on memory of Patrick Cavanaugh, who is an incredible poet, whose work is um, simple 
and focused on simple subjects in a way that brings ideas and images to life and emotions to life um, with such simplicity and minimalism um, and yet brings forth a rich tapestry of ideas and color and sound and feel of living Irish life. And he was a local fellow from County Monaghan, living in County Monaghan, and for that reason, the Saint, the um, Monaghan um, Patrick Cavanaugh Center um, makes sense in terms of its placement. We were just talking about, with um, Darren McCreesh, events that are planned to bring people to visit the Patrick Cavanaugh Center and to enjoy other elements related to um, Irish life and Irish living. And when he mentioned the Dubliners, uh, what came to mind was our standing for hours on New Year's Eve in the first rung of people. There were no seats there. It's all standing. And we were there so early that behind us were 25,000 like-minded celebrating people as the evening pro progressed. It was quite an incredible experience. But um, when you mentioned that Patrick Cavanaugh wrote the lyrics to a song that they recorded, made famous, what was the name of that song again? Uh, Raglan Road. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, that's 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 Patrick Cavanaugh wrote wrote it's a po it's uh, a poem by Patrick Cavanaugh set to music by the Dubliners, sung by Luke Kelly. So Cavanaugh uh, famously used to drink in a pub called the Bailey in Dublin, and one evening he he noticed Luke Kelly at the edge of the bar, and he he ushered him over, and he said, "Luke, uh, I have some lyrics here. Maybe maybe you could have a go and make a song out of it." And, then uh, it became part of the Dubliners' repertoire, and um, last year it was voted Ireland's favorite folk song ever. Is the Bailey in a short couple of blocks walk from the Abbey Theatre? The Bailey would be just off Grafton Street. I know the Bailey. Yeah, well, if you walk down that yeah. road, you're at the, a couple of blocks, and you're at the Abbey yeah. right near the Trocadero yeah. Restaurant. Yeah, is, yeah, it's not too far from Trocadero. Yeah, Trocadero is my, my very favorite. In fact, we were in Trocadero on the 5th of March. We took a group of friends before it became unfashionable to be sitting with a group of friends this year. We took them to the Abbey Theater to see Martin McDonough's newest play, uh, whose name I can't remember, The Lieutenant of Inishmore. What is it? We went to the, oh, we didn't go to the Abbey this time. We went to the Gaiety. We went to the Gaiety. But we have gone to the, whether you're at the Gaiety Theater or you're at the Abbey Theater, um, you're so close to Trocadero. And walking in there is like walking into a Valentine, a Victorian Valentine. And the food is sensational. And I just love the place. So we took a group of friends and Martin McDonough people, um, was the one who wrote the screenplay for In Bruges and also for the Academy Award-winning um, 
three billboards in someplace Missouri, Ebbington, Missouri, or something like that. I never get all, all I remember is three billboards, and Frances McDormand was in it. And she won for best actress or whatever, and um, so his newest play, The Lieutenant of Inish Something. Um, was being performed at the Gaiety. So we got tickets for that, and then I organized dinner at um, uh, Trocadero. So a great place for pre-dinner and after dinner if you're going to the theater and you're almost equidistant from the Gaiety and from um, the Abbey Theater. But I know the Bailey, yeah. I don't know that I've been in it. I've been by it. And um, uh, if we're not having something to eat, we wouldn't have gone in because... I don't drink, so <laughs> I'm really quite boring that way. But um, in any event, um, I didn't know that. Raglan Road, look at that. Go him. I'll have to listen to that again and pay closer attention this time. So um, in, in the realm of music, um, there's a couple of things. I have this nasty habit of sticking my nose into other people's business, but I can't help myself, so you have to forgive me. You might want to invite the young wolf tones to come and perform they are fabulous they make a phenomenal sound there are there are any number of different groups that we we we, we would hopefully collaborate and work with and okay like the, i'm going to email you derek warfield's mobile phone number and his email contact you get in touch with them they will fill your house they are amazing they are amazing. We follow them around the country and around the world. It's a small, it's a small house. They might, might blow the roof off us. Well, that's okay. But you might also, at some point, if uh, you know, you can find the appropriate date, and maybe you've got a marquee, which we would call a tent in America, uh, course, just in yeah. case the weather isn't cooperating. But if you do it while I'm in Ireland, it won't rain, I promise you. They say we bring the sunshine. Whenever we're here, the weather is wonderful. I don't know what they're talking about. They talk about... Oh, the, weather know, ha the weather has been really nice. Well, we've weather. been here since February 28th. That's the reason. We bring the sunshine with us. So um, that's one thing. The other is, would you consider doing anything that sounds like um, the music of Josh Groban or uh, Andreas... I, all, I call him Broccoli. What is his name? Uh, Bocelli? What is his name? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, or uh, operatic kind of stuff because there is a young lady who just turned 18 on Valentine's Day this year. She and her twin sister. Imagine these, they're twins. Two remarkable girls. But she is, um, this September, will begin um, studying for a um, bachelor's degree at the Royal Academy of Music where she spent her gap year of high school. Um, and she lives in Galway, and she represented Ireland uh, when she was 15, no, 13, 13. She represented Ireland in the um, Junior Eurovision Song Competition and won Best Overall Voice or something um, against uh, this people from 17 different countries, uh, you know, each one sending the best of their very best. So she lives in Galway. She's amazing. And uh, I'd love to put you together with her because she would make a wonderful addition to anything you're doing musically. So if you don't feel like it's an invasion of your privacy, I'll be happy to send you contacts for Amy Banks. 
Go look her up. Banks. Yeah, Banks. I B- know I will, absolutely. A-I-M-E-E, not A-M-Y. A-I-M-E-E, Banks. Banks, like the Banks family and Mary Poppins. And if you put her name into Google, she's the only one who will come up. So you will get her websites and whatnot. You can click for... You can click for video, and okay. um, and you'll see. Um, you know, you can actually hear her. Um, I got her invited to the hundredth anniversary of the father of radios, Marconi. His first voice transmission from Bally Bunyan in County Kerry to yeah. uh, Cape Breton, uh, in um, Nova Scotia, uh, Canada, and she sang at that event. Um, a piece from a Puccini opera because Marconi was um, half Irish and half Italian. Did you know Marconi's grandmother, or excuse me, Marconi's mother, was um, Annie Jameson from the no. Jameson whiskey family? No, I didn't know this. Uh, yeah, well, hang out with me. I got a head full of yeah. Irish history. But in any event, um, so Amy sang at that and blew everybody away. Just blow them away. She's amazing. But then it's wonderful that you are doing these kinds of attractions that bring life to the Patrick Kavanaugh Center. And I think were Patrick alive or able to communicate with us, he'd be very proud of that and very pleased with it. it, It's going to be a phenomenal opportunity, and hopefully people that will come to visit Mother and will will, will, will then kind of get a new insight into the, into the, the area appreciate the landscape and go and look at some of the other attractions that we have in the county. Yeah. So, um, where were you before you came here? In Intus Arts Centre. And is that in Monaghan? Say again? Where is that located? That's that's located in, in Castle Blaney and in, also in County Monaghan. Did you grow up in County Monaghan? I did, yes. So, if... There were people that right now have plans to be visiting Dublin or they're flying into Dublin or Shannon at some point. And they were looking for something new and different that maybe hadn't made it into every guidebook or onto lists and places. You know, those hidden, wonderful, secret places that you hope you stumble across somewhere if nobody's told you about it. What would you be planning for somebody who came to visit the Kavanaugh Center in County Monaghan so that they didn't feel like, well, they're going into this county just for this, but there are other things they should be doing while they're there that would give them even more reasons to make sure they got there. Well, you, you, obviously, the Kavanaugh Center would be like the opening line in the conversation, but there are complementary attractions. Um, we've literally just installed a series of signs around the village of Inneskeen which will, if you can go for a walk around what we were calling the Cabinet Trail, which is includes sites uh, that actually feature heavily in Cabinet's poems. So not only can you enjoy the visitor attraction in in in, this, in the visitor experience, but you can go out and actually engage with the landscape and get a sense and actually have a, a, like a spiritual, almost immersive experience uh, with with the countryside that, that inspired Cabinet to write those beautiful, beautiful words and, and poems. Um, and then you can you can and like it's it's filled with heritage such as like an old round tower, old old kind of nineteenth century ra- railway um, infrastructure, 
and then you just have the, this beautiful topography of, of 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 little hills, which which inspired Cabinet. Like it's like a, like if you look at it from an area view, it's like a little basket of eggs. Well, and it's very it's very unique to Monaghan. Um, we're going to take a commercial break, and we've got a little a few minutes left in this hour. During the commercial break, if I ask you to pull out one of Kavanaugh's short but succinct poems to share with us, would you be able to do that? Uh, to read one of his poems? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Well, we're going to take it. I just have to get my book. Well, you get your book. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. We're going to end this hour with a real treat. Don't leave me. No this problem. is Stephanie Abrams live from Listowel in County Kerry. Another county that you got to get your bones out to. And there's more to this county in Ballybunion and Listowel that you don't know about because all you've heard about is the Ring of Kerry and the Dingle Peninsula and Killarney. But there's so much more. Stay with me. This is Stephanie Abrams. international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. Rumors, Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Traveling soon? Got questions? Email Stephanie at Stephanie at S-A-B-R-A-M-S dot com. It's Travel with Stephanie Abrams. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop, where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. 
And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass., where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. It's Travelers 411. Manager of the Patrick Kavanaugh Center. Patrick Kavanaugh was someone who was able to see through the complexity of things in a very simple way and retell what he was seeing, feeling, experiencing in a very simple way that the mind of the receiver of his poetry would paint the whole picture from the simple approach to presenting the ideas. And I have Darren McCreesh, manager of the Patrick Kavanaugh Center, prepared to share with us one of Patrick Kavanaugh's poems. Now, in the commercial break, I asked and was told that the name of this poem is Enniskeen Road, July Evening. And we're, we've just come through July, so it couldn't be uh, uh, anything even you know more appropriate than that, um, given that we're in the summer right now. Now, isn't Enniskeen, no, I guess it's not, Enniskeen is where the uh, Kavanaugh Museum is, no? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's uh, the village where Kavanaugh grew up. Okay. So this, this, this poem is, is, is set in his, in his home village, and it concerns... Uh, a uh, trip to uh, to a dance 
but unfortunately, the the author was unable to to attend because he didn't have he didn't have the entry fee. So um, the whole point is is kind of to describe alienation and feeling that he doesn't quite belong. Oh yes, that's the what I describe as being taken to the candy store and only being able to put your nose on the window outside. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it. I know, I got it. And I'm sure there isn't a person in my audience who hasn't had that experience of getting there but not being able to get in and really um, enjoy, appreciate, be part of whatever it is because you're on the outside looking in. All right. Well, typical Kavanaugh. I love it already. Uh, and now a rendition of Enniskeen Road July Evening presented to us by Darren McCreesh, manager of the Patrick Kavanaugh Center in Monaghan, Ireland. The bicycles go by in twos and threes. There's a dance in Billy Brennan's barn tonight. And there's the half-talk code of mysteries and the wink an elbow language of delight. Half past eight and there is not a spot upon a mile of road, no shadow thrown, that might turn out a man or woman, not a footfall tapping secrecies of stone. I have what every poet hates in spite of all the solemn talk of contemplation. Oh, Alexander Selkirk knew the plight of being king and government and nation. A road a mile of kingdom. I am king of banks and stones and every blooming thing. Oh, my. Well, yeah, I, I want to leave almost a, a quiet period for allowing that to just sink in. Lovely. I have to tell you that, the you know, the first thing that struck me when I walked into the Patrick Kavanaugh Center was display on the wall to the left of the entryway as you enter. And part of that display was a depiction of the cover of Herman Melville's book, Moby Dick. And Moby Dick was written at Arrowhead. That's the name of his home, which is a historic museum home you can visit in Berkshire County, where we live in Western Massachusetts, and you can go upstairs in that house and see the window where his desk sat beside and what he looked out at, uh, which was October Mountain, called October Mountain because in October, the mountain looks like it's on fire when the leaves are changing colors and as the evening comes on and the sunlight is at the right angle, the whole mountain looks like you're looking into a fireplace ablaze. And that's where Moby Dick was written. So we have a lot of connections to Moby Dick. And then I walked into the Kavanaugh Center and Moby Dick is on the wall. We've got about a half a minute. Can you tell us why? No, so yeah, so the, Mo the Moby Dick, um, the mural that you see as you go into the exhibition, um, that depicts books that inspired Kavanaugh and um, so one of those was Moby Dick so Kavanaugh famously worked as a farmer in, 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 and in each of his farms he would have hedgerows around, around the farms but each hedgerow would be stocked with books so if he was planning a field he would take some time out go get a book from the hedge and, and actually flick through the pages so he would read Herman Melville's Moby Dick The Idiots by Dostoevsky The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot Well you gotta love it We're flying high